0: The one thing that scares me the most about name, image, and likeness is it could create an earlier time frame for athletes to be taken advantage of than their counterparts in the pro, in the pros. You get what I'm saying. Um, but on the flip side, it could do the opposite. It could help these athletes to build something that could create a beautiful foundation for their future where they don't have to depend on going pro Four.
1: Welcome to the Your Podcast Mentor Show with Jonathan Jones. Here you will learn how to start, launch, and monetize your podcast. In addition to hearing the latest trends and the latest and greatest things happening in the podcast industry. Are you ready? Family, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. I know that's not you trying to download some songs just off of YouTube and then put it on your podcast. I know that's not you, right? But if it is, I want to introduce you to our friends over at Audio Hero. Here's why Audio Hero, they have a library of over 300,000 royalty free music and sound effects. All right. Royalty free premium royalty-free music and sound effects. So this is the perfect way to enhance the quality of your podcast and further elevate the audio experience. All you need to do is go to the link just down below in the show notes, and they have a offer just for you being a Your Podcast Show listener. All right, so you can type in the promo code JJS30 to get 30% off the monthly subscription, or you can type in JJS30 50 to get 50% off the annual subscription. Check out our friends over at Audio Hero. They're changing the game and helping us creators out. It's your podcast mentor, Jonathan Jones. Now back to the episode. What's going on, family, and welcome to the Your Podcast Mentor Show, uh, where we like to focus on podcast news, podcast how-tos, and also interviews and 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 man, with, with with our guest today, I'm I'm excited as, as I'm always excited with every guest, but today I'm particularly particularly excited uh, just because we're, we're going to talk in we're going to dive into a topic that I'm really excited about. Uh, but I'm I'm not even going to spoil it, nothing like that. So let let me, let me just let me just go ahead and, and welcome in my 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 friend, my colleague, uh, Miss Savanya DeBarros. How how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Hello everybody, and thank you so much Jonathan for inviting me onto your podcast.
1: Definitely. Definitely gl- glad to have you here. I'm and I'm going to kick it to you and I'm I'm going to let you, you know, give give a little snippet of, about yourself uh and let let the people know uh just who you are and, you know, just just what you do.
0: For sure. So, as you guys see at the bottom of the screen, I am known as a protector of athletes. That is my passion name, but my bread and butter is being an attorney. So, I help athletes, business owners, and high-achieving employees to protect their interests. That is the quickest way to sum that up. Um, I'm also a mother of one, a toddler. His name is Juwan. We call him JoJo. I'm an author of multiple books, two which are children's part of a children's book series. Jojo learns, no, JoJo's legal adventures. <laughs> um, and then two books that hit the bestsellers list. What are you sporting about that also inspired my podcast what are you sporting about and athletes making moves which is the newest publication that hit uh the shelves last year june no end of july um on the back end launch of name image and likeness around this country so it's so a lot of things going on over in my camp <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, there, there it is. See that? That's why. That's why I wanted to kick it to you for that part because I, kn- I knew about the f- the first two books, right? I didn't, I didn't know about about JoJo's legal adventures. You know, I, I knew about the the you know what are you sporting about podcast, but I didn't see. There's so much stuff just to uncover right here and. I'm I'm really excited to dive in because now I, I want to hear just a little bit more about your your background because you you are the protector of athletes. And you know, ever since I've known you, that's where I've always just seen you, protector of athletes, and just really seen you being pivotal in the space where I think that there's such a great opportunity. But why did like when did this journey start for you saying somebody needs to protect these athletes and these individuals? please talk Talk to us talk to us Take yeah it.
0: that journey for me started a long time ago and i want to say in terms of the journey of protecting at large that's just a characteristic i've always had because i'm the oldest or eldest of four children um so i've always had that knack to want to protect my younger siblings um and of course the people that i love so my friends like i i would always find myself feeling like I was that friend that was constantly trying to look out for everybody. No, don't do this, because you don't want this particular problem. But um, I knew it was a great characteristic to have as an attorney. I've always wanted to be a lawyer, even when I was a toddler, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. Uh, The funny thing about it though, is I thought when I was doing all the things to actually make that a reality, I thought I was gonna be a criminal law attorney. Um, in some respect, either criminal law or working as a prosecutor. Even in the with the idea of being a prosecutor, my whole idea was to protect my community, right? Because at a certain level in the prosecution office, you can choose what cases you want to bring forth. And I got that experience as a law student and I saw how some of those cases were truly how the community would say trumped up charges. Um, <clears throat> so even in that idea, there was a protection mode that I was in. Like, how can I help to support my community and get them on the right footing? It was after I graduated law school and took the bar um, that I was sitting down watching a 30 for 30 Gone Broke documentary on athletes and how having a lot of kids were impacting their financial situation, um, relationships were either ending in divorce um, or, Financial representatives were taking advantage of them. But the biggest thing that stood out to me were their family dynamics, because as a new attorney, I had opened up my own practice. I couldn't find a job, um, which had nothing to do with my ability or my smartness. Um, But my one of my first few cases that came in the door were family law cases. So there's like a slew of that (laughs) out there in the street. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm taking on family cases, not nothing I wanted to do. But what I saw, which helped me to connect with athletes, was a simple step that they could take to avoid having to pay millions of dollars on the back end of their contracts not being extended here, especially here in Illinois. Um, And when I reached out to educate professional athletes at that point, it was just pro athletes. I felt so shut out and I pretty much retreated back into myself and was like, well, maybe I just need more time or more um, you know, practice in the legal community to support these athletes. However, that notion and the passion that I felt at that time, it never went away until I had to recognize what it was that made me pretty much just retreat from being rejected. It was nothing but fear. And it was what other people would say or what they could possibly think just because I had not worked in technically the sports industry. And so that's how What Are You Sporting About was born. And it led me down so many beautiful paths and to connect with different people, including yourself. And so I don't don't regret the path that i've taken to get here because i just feel like it's all necessary um and even the things that hurt in the past or the rejection that didn't feel so well i know that it was all setting me up for the right thing so that's the long answer
1: (laughs) no i mean no no i mean you're fine it's just it's just interesting to to to, to get to hear the story and 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 even just like you said the the practice came or your practice came from from ultimately not you wanting to start one but it was just the fact of like you had to because you you had the skill set you know you passed the bar you you met the requirements of what you needed to to do to be you know a licensed attorney but it was just the opportunity that there wasn't an opportunity so you had to like create one so i i mean i i always can appreciate that and i think that so often that there are so many more opportunities and things that are created almost out of lack sometimes, right? So you know, I, I definitely commend you, you know, on, on the on the work you're doing. And you know, just, just talk 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 a little bit more about like what what are you sporting about. Talk let let's talk a little bit about let's talk a little bit about the podcast first, and then we're gonna transition over. And then we're going then we're gonna get get a little bit into the book.
0: Okay. Before before I dive into that, though, I do want to kind of make a comment on something you just said about creating your own opportunity. Um, Because we've seen, even through the pandemic, how people have lost jobs or lost certain things that may have meant something to them. But what's so empowering is you really don't have to wait on somebody to give you an opportunity. When I think back to all of the accolades that I had leaving law school, And me wanting to get a job at a law firm, when I think about that, I personally, I didn't have to beg you to hire me because I knew what I had under my belt. I left law school already a published author, but I didn't recognize it because I didn't understand my own worth at the time. You know what I'm saying? Um, And there were so many different things that I was involved in, which students at the same level probably did not have. <clears throat> at all or only had a fraction of it. And so I do want to just say for your listeners um, and your followers, don't think that you have to wait on other people to give you an opportunity because you have the power to create the opportunity for yourself. And if you keep sitting around waiting for people to pass the baton to you, then you might actually miss out on something that could be amazing for yourself. And the beauty of creating your own opportunity is that you are in control of what happens to you or for you. So just wanted to put that out there. Um <laughs> but I that's good that's, kind that's
1: of... good. That that's good.
0: <laughs> good, good, good. That's, so that's, that's kind good. of
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, in go a... ahead. Go ahead. Go, yeah, ahead, go yeah. ahead. That's
0: kind <laughs> of an alignment also with what he's sporting about, because as that emotion kept coming up to support athletes in a different way, like I've never been that that person, oh, I just want to go and you know, support or represent athletes because I want to get their money, this, this and that. No, I want to make sure that you understand what it is that you're doing because oftentimes we end up engaging in certain behavior or relationships because we either think that's what we should do or someone else tells us that's what we should do. And it's not coming from a well-grounded, educated, logical place. And so we only recognize that the decision we made at that time is catastrophic on the back end because there was never really proper planning or, or thoughtfulness that went into the idea of whatever it was we were doing. And so yet athletes have been, since this, this process of moving into really serving them, they have been my target audience, the people who I truly have a passion for, but I can't say It didn't come out of me already supporting business owners and honestly supporting business owners who were black, who were female, who were first generation business owners making some of the exact same mistakes that athletes make. And I said, whoa, the demographic is so similar. Um, A lot of them are losing out on things that could technically be rightfully theirs and that could create sustainability further in their lives, but simple things of understanding, why are you even here? Why are you even doing this? Whether you are a business owner or an athlete, no matter what you're engaged in, you should always understand your why. Like, you could hear so many people say, well, what is your why? What is your why? And I think because you've probably heard it so much, it's gotten kind of, I don't know, washed out a little bit to where it doesn't really have the same effect, and that's why I want to ask: like, what are you sporting about? So let's take athletes for example. In the game of sport, um, when athletes are playing a game, they will probably say, "Well, I'm sporting about making this touchdown, or I want to, you know, hit a home run, or whatever it may be." But that's not the question. The question, no matter what you're engaged in or what you consider yourself to be, that it's never really who you are. It, it doesn't sum up who you are. It doesn't sum up your identity. It doesn't sum up why you initially said it, this is the thing that you wanted to do. And so we have to start to uncover and unravel all of the things that we're doing to either appease other people or what society and our families and communities have said would be the best thing for us and come back to generally a baby state, like you as the dreamer, going back to the genesis of it all to realize where did I get off track? Because where I've gotten off track is the problem of why I'm feeling down, out, depressed, lost, whatever the situation may be. Um, and so that having, seeing those issues happen, happen, seeing some of the, the more famous um, factual scenarios to play out into, you know, the news, media, whatever about some celebrity people. And it's not always athletes, it's other people too, you know. I, I was like, somebody needs to just say the real stuff to them. <laughs> like, just talk to them. And so I, I regardless of the fear or potential critics, It was just something I had to keep pushing myself forward into and went into 2020, not knowing that we would end up in a pandemic. But my motto going into 2020 was no fear, regardless of how nervous and scared I was behind this. I knew that it was something I had to do because it was so frightening. I had to do it and it has changed lives and I don't regret it.
1: (laughs) Certainly, certainly. Yeah, because. Uh, Just just as I'm I'm, I'm listening to you and and, and you're, you're hitting on one, just being real, being real with, you know, these business owners and or athletes, right? Because it's so easy that when these individuals, they get to a certain status, typically financial status or like notoriety status, then they're getting surrounded by people that they probably have no relationship with or haven't had long relationship with. So they're just saying yes or whatever they need to say so that they also can get their pockets lined. Right. And not taking into account that they need to have somebody who is, you know, a lot like yourself, a protector of of athletes, somebody to protect them and and just let them know and provide that wise counsel. And I, I don't know why in our society at times we're we're quick to we're we're quick to not spend, not invest money where it should go, but we're quick to spend money just frivolously and throw it on all these things but when when you're t- looking at somebody like yourself who you know based on like what you've done with athletes and what you're doing with individuals you're helping them sustain a legacy right putting things in place to where that they'll be able to protect themselves and their likelihood versus you know going out and well, I'm I'm not going to get on a tangent I'm not going to get on a tangent but, but but what 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 I will what I will say is what I will say is this now and I'm going to parallel this now to just, just jumping to, to NIL and, and, and with your book, because now we're almost what it's it's almost been like a year. We're coming up on a year and a few months, right. Of, of NIL. What have just, just, just give me, give me your thought. Like what have you seen?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and you know, do, do you think this is still a positive with, with, with NIL? Just, just,
0: just, just yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, And it kind of segue to what you were talking about um, with protecting your livelihood and your legacy, I think for us, when I say us, the Black, the Brown communities, we've been, I don't want to say we've been taught this, but we're short-sighted. We only see things as fast gratification. What can I get now? What can I make now? Well, if I start this business or I start this brand, it's going to pay me X amount of dollars now. And so we we don't invest the time or the money, if necessary, you know, to properly educate ourselves and properly put um, provisions in place that will actually help us to to reap the benefits that we think we want or that we think we're gonna see now. (laughs) Um, And I I can go so far in depth of why I feel like that is that is the case. I know we are centuries behind. Our white brothers and sisters on their family, you know, families having the education and the know-how of creating long-term sustainability and the different vehicles of how to do that. But it doesn't mean that we are inept or incapable, incapable or too inferior to be able to do it, because there are Black and brown individuals who have been able to do that. So now it's just... Being able to re-educate ourselves around some things, but also having the confidence to have the real hard conversations with our families and our friends, especially if you happen to be that person um, that have come into a particular fortune or your own ideas and business have helped you to create a fortune. It's your responsibility to have that confidence and to have those real conversations so that you can actually protect the legacy that you have created. Um and so to segue that with name image and likeness I do think it's a good idea but I it, it is it has its problems as do anything one thing I one myth I do want to dispel for folks is that name image and likeness is not new <laughs> it is not a new concept it's something that's been around forever um but as far as it being in the space of college sports and allowing college athletes to monetize on, you know, their own celebrity. It's new in that sense, right? So traditionally it's athletic mm-hmm. associations and universities, the coaches and whomever else, everybody but the athlete that has been um, paid handsomely because of the, I want to say sacrifice and the athleticism of the athlete. So now, with this new law that has either been enacted in multiple states or proposed in multiple states, it's basically saying that as a student athlete, you do have the right to make money based on your name, your image, and or your likeness. Um, But it can't be from your school or someone who's tied to your school. So it has to be you making a deal with a third party. So when we're talking about And I'm just going to sum it up as NIL. So if you guys hear name, image, and likeness, NIL, some people refer to it as NLI because NIL in other languages means none, nothing. (laughs) If you hear NIL, yeah. So you might hear people say NLI. But yeah, so your NIL is essentially your intellectual property rights. And there are multiple states that statutorily already have um, rules on the books to allow you to either license your your rights, which we call your publicity rights to a third party or secondary party, whomever it may be, for um, what is the verbiage um, for commercial gain. So that's really what you' what you know NIL is and in some of the statutes, if you look at it, it will possibly even talk about having an intellectual or publicity right, based on state or federal. So if they're talking about state, then you may end up having to also look at your particular state, uh, right of publicity if, you, if your state has one, to kind of fill in the gaps for that. But essentially, that's what it is. Um, I think that there are problems because we're dealing with student athletes who, for the most part, are busy, especially if, if we're talking about popular sport athletes. Um, football is the first one that comes to mind because a lot of us know what the environment is you know for football athletes it's constant practice constant um, game day and very little time for anything else and so um, when we're looking at the time that is available to a student-athlete having a business or creating a brand throws in another layer of issues that I don't know if they are technically ready for. But that's also one of the reasons why we have to make sure we properly educate our children um, on communication, on team building, on um, understanding how and when to ask the right questions so you know you got the right person working for you. The one thing that scares me the most about name, image, and likeness is it could create an earlier time frame for athletes to be taken advantage of than their counterparts in the pro in the pros. you get what I'm saying? Um, but on the flip side, it could do the opposite. It could help these athletes to build something that could create a beautiful foundation for their future where they don't have to depend on going pro for. Now for some athletes who may not get because it's not going to be a majority, of athletes who get these huge brand deals, Um, but for those who don't, this is still an opportunity for you. And if if you are a student athlete trying to figure out, okay, do I take advantage of this rule or do I not? I would say yes, because there's still something called networking and creating relationships (laughs) that could be worth more to you than any amount of money, especially once you leave college. So we know that a lot of athletes, especially popular sport athletes who haven't had time to do an internship or, um, you know, have a particular job or other extracurricular activities beside their sport, traditionally would graduate or not even graduate without any plans whatsoever, which also means not having real relationships that they could um, I don't want to say monetize, but that they could take advantage of, you know what I'm saying? To at least see what are some opportunities that I could do? Can I call Joe Blow over here and see if maybe, you know, they got an opening in this office? So I, I do think that there are good things that could happen with NIL. But on the flip side, there are a lot of things that could go wrong. But it's also I feel like it's also responsibility of the athletic associations, the schools, um to really educate student athletes around all of the parameters, not just a few, not just the things that are going to make the school money, but all of the things so that they can be properly prepared to pretty much step into the shoes of being an entrepreneur.
1: Certainly, certainly. And I, I really appreciate just, just your insight and your expertise um, in, in this space and, and beyond, because uh, I mean, I, I've been you know, I've been I've been watching some some athletic departments and, you know, just being in just being in the space. And seeing, because I, I like, I like what you said about educating them on all, right? Because I, I, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say that that's probably not happening, just in regards to all, right? Because it, it's, I mean, it, it's difficult. It, it's difficult. But on the other side, you know, if if there's a student athlete that you know is more popular or a student athlete that has more notoriety then i can easily i can see you giving more attention to that popular sport or to that individual versus somebody else who is who is still potentially looking at NIL and you know wanting to take advantage of it but they might be a lacrosse player or they might be on the water polo team or something like that right sports that aren't at every institution um but at the same time i, I still think that you know they have just as much value you know the the water polo player versus the a football player, a yeah. basketball, a women's basketball player.
0: Yeah. So. No, I, I totally agree. And it's it's so much deeper than the particular sport that the student, is, the student is in. Here's the thing about really taking on the responsibility of properly educating the students. And I, I understand that athletic facilities don't have all of the particular expertise in-house to properly educate them. Call the people in to do it. You know, because when I even think it was about something which is simple to me in certain respects, contracts. Right. We're not talking about soft skills. We're talking about real hard skills that these students could take into their life. And still be able to use those skills for time uh, to come. And if you really want to, you know, get technical with it, you could give these students extracurricular credit just for. Um, attending these particular workshops or services to make it more enticing for them to show up and actually participate and understand what's going on. But I've, as a business and sports attorney, I've litigated. When I say litigated, that means arguing cases in front of a trial, in front of a judge or a jury. I have argued provisions in contracts before a 12 man jury, things that could turn on simply the language, like Um, a punctuation or grammar because the parties thought that they knew what they were talking about. Everybody's your friend when things are good in the beginning and money is being, you know, changing hands or whatever, but relationships can go south. It can go sour. Um, And I see this more often in business relationships where folks are doing business with their friends or their family they don't want to offend the other person for asking them to sign a particular document or they don't really go and sit with the counsel just to make sure that everybody understands the the contractual language or to make sure that hopefully it's tight enough that we don't have to go and spend our time and our money in front of a, a judge or a jury. And I'll tell you this, like you can spend all the money in the world to argue your case, but there's you can never get all that time back. And then the aggravation, the anxiety that you are experiencing just by the nature of having to be in court. Most people's idea of being in court is not a good idea. (laughs) They don't have a fun, you know, um, a a fun uh, idea that, okay, if I'm going to go into court, this is my opportunity to really, you know, state my case. It's daunting for a lot of people. And so how do you avoid that? It all starts with education. I'm not going to say that um, going to a contract workshop is going to give you the tools of a lawyer. No, it's not. But it's going to give you a skill that is better than what you have now, which is nothing. Mm,
1: Yeah, because I'm 34 years old. I've seen my fair share of contracts. I've sent a few here and there, but I will tell you the language of contracts it's, it's, it's probably more difficult than reading the King James version of the Bible. Okay. If we're just, if we're just being honest, uh, I, I'll just, I'll just say that much. Uh, but okay. So let, let me, let me, let me, ask you this then, Savanya. Let's say that there's a student athlete out there, right? Let's say they're, they're at a division one institution. I'm just going to use that just cause it's easy. Where, 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 would where would you say that they start? Right. Where, if, if they're like, uh, you know, I, I see NIL. I understand that I have the opportunity to, you know, be able to monetize my celebrity. Where where would you say that 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 individual should should start? Like just in getting get in, in terms of getting education, but being protected.
0: Yeah, I would definitely say get my book, Athletes Making Moves. And you can do that by going to www.athletesmakingmoves.com um you can click on the shop button um you can i think there's a tab that's called the launch i can't remember exactly what it is but the book the book is located in multiple places on the website so definitely start there because in the athletes making moves um book i break down provisions of a contract now i can't teach you how to write a contract (laughs) in this book um i don't think i would ever be able to teach you to write a contract unless you're going to go to law school but it does at least give you the skill of understanding what are all the provisions I should be looking for in my agreements to protect my interests. So a particular thing that most folks don't even know about is a clause called force majeure. This basically means that if something happens that is out of our control, um, you won't hold me responsible for it. So if I have to, uh, if I'm obligated to perform a particular thing, but let's say, what we call an act of God, it started storming and I couldn't get to wherever the place is for me to perform the task, you're not going to, you know, um, hold me in breach of this contract or I, my flight is canceled, which is out of my control. You know, um, another thing that people don't do are buy, buy out or buy sell agreements. Now, this could be by itself or it could also be as a part of a larger contract. This is particularly important because, like I said before, all relationships don't last. Even marriages don't last. (laughs) So especially when you are in business with someone that is not your spouse, you might get tired of them. You just for whatever reason, you just may not like them anymore. Well, what is our plan to be through with this relationship? How can I divorce you in business? A buy sell a buyout clause is technically that you at the start of your business relationship can discuss and talk about what is our general value of this business. How are we going to value it in case one of us wants to leave? And based on that valuation um, or the formula that we've agreed to use, what would be the basically the potential buyout or for me to to purchase your rights to get you out of this, um, this business. So it pretty much just leaves nothing up for chance. So, yeah. So um, the book goes into helping you to understand what a business entity is, because as you start to create a brand or a business, the important thing is shielding your personal assets from liability. So if someone wants to sue you based on the product that you've created or the service that you've rendered to them, When you have a legal entity and there's a lot of other things you have to deal with, but this is the basics when you have a legal entity, essentially what it's supposed to do is help you to cut off liability from your actions um, as is associated with the business that you've been involved with versus your personal assets. So people can't go and technically like try to take your car, take your house and all that kind of stuff. Um, And then we're also talking about estate planning, so your legacy. A lot of folks don't think that they should have a will or a living will, um, power of attorneys, uh, medical you know, directives and, and all of that jazz, or even a trust. So I, I go into as much depth as I can so that you understand these things are out there and they are tools to help you properly set up not just your business, but also your legacy and to protect it. Um, it's more that you have to do than just creating something you creating something is really the easy part of it, but for you to really, for you to really get the sustainability and the value out of what you've created, you have to take it the extra mile. For example, you can create the best brand ever, but if you haven't, or if you're too cheap to make a filing fee or hire counsel to help you federally, um, you know, register your stuff, you could end up diluting your brand because other people could see it snag that use it and you have no way to keep them from using your brand so it's that's why i say we have we can't be so short-sighted about our stuff we have to be willing to do what it takes to really you know protect the stuff that we're creating not just now but also long term um and i'm always reminded i always say this about master p i'm always reminded of him if he would have sold his his business at a million dollars when somebody offered it, he wouldn't be a multimillionaire at this point, right? So he didn't stop at a million dollars, and a million dollars could be life changing for a lot of us. But he was like, hold on, wait, if somebody offered me a million dollars, I gotta be worth more than that. <laughs> That's how you should be thinking. If somebody offers me 500 or 50,000 or 100,000, I must be worth more than that that's only their entry level. And so I see it somewhat kind of like from a negotiation standpoint. They're coming in with their initial offer. But you should always be able and ready to counter offer on what they've pretty much put on the table for you.
1: Yeah, that's strong. That's strong. I mean, you 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 gave a lot of good game there and yeah, you definitely you all definitely got to got to go get the book. Definitely definitely got to go. I I I I bought the book. I definitely highly highly recommend it athletesmakingmoves.com okay athletesmakingmoves.com go get the book read up on it because it's not it's not just this isn't this isn't just a, a good read a quick read this is this is an investment into your livelihood and this is this is really giving you some some uh, some in, insight and information that a lot of people just are not going to just share so just make the investment get the book and you'll 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 thank you'll thank Savanya for it. Okay, you'll definitely thank her that's,
0: for it. That's that's right. And actually, they al- they also get access to the portal because there are resources in the special edition that they could download. So when they get the book, they can register their book and get access to that.
1: Boom! A bonus. We all like bonuses, you know. We all like bonuses. So yeah, get the book and then get access to the to the additional resources in the portal. So thank thank thanks for thanks for sharing that one too. Yeah, man you sweetening the deal. You're sweetening the pot. All right. So I, I don't, just like I said before, I don't want don't to hold you on too long. Uh, we're going to get ready to land this plane here just, just in a moment. And we're going we're gonna to dive into, uh, going to get ready to dive into the rapid fire uh, segment of the show where I'm just going to ask you a few questions. And it's just going to be, you know, I like to call it this or that. This is the this or that segment. And you're going to say, you know, one or the other. All right. So, but before we before we get there, I have I have this other question I just like to ask. You know, um since since you have a podcast, you know, and you're a podcaster, what's one slept on podcast that you think more people need to know about? Or like what's a, you know, who's a podcast that that may be flying under the radar for some people and you know, you might just enjoy this podcast or you know, you've heard other people like it, but what's one slept on podcast
0: you know what i can't i can't say it's slept on but um because i honestly i don't know but azul's podcast authors who lead (laughs) i love his podcast i actually he invited me on i can't even remember how long ago now but he is i don't know there's this, this aura about him that is amazing um but he interviews all sorts of authors and dives into why they wrote what they wrote. Um, so I think it's really intriguing. Check that out. And I think it could also offer people an inside look into resources that they may not have thought about before. Especially to also hear the author talk about their work. So that could be good. That could be useful.
1: Excellent. Excellent. And before we before we get into this or that, before we get into this or that, and you're talking about resources, Savanya, you taught my resources. We talked about the book, but what you you have, you have something else that that you that you have that that you've been putting together and you've been putting and pouring a lot into. Talk, talk a little bit more about this, this, this course that you have and just, just talk more about about that offering, because I remember you were telling yeah. me about it. And I was like, we got to make sure that, that the people know about this because you about, to, you about yeah. to change the game.
0: <laughs> Thank you for reminding me because I totally forgot. So um, on the 21st, I launched Athletes Making Moves course. It's really on the back end of the Athletes Making Moves book launch. But the idea for the course is I want to help entrepreneurs and athletes to break the chains of the identity that they've basically what I like to call the fantasia or mascara. It's like you've put on this costume and this mask around who you really are and some of us are just showing up trying to you know be in in all of the things that everybody told us we should do just to somewhat succeed but it's holding you back so that is the initial start point with athletes making those courses helping you to break loose from all those chains of who you are not what you are not so that you can truly soar authentic authenticity jesus like well i cannot say this word today authentic i can't even say it <laughs> authentically there we go authentically jesus christ um and credibly and for your business but outside of that so we have to start there and then um what i do is help you to recognize and understand how to create and build a proper business what are the the pivot points that you need to start protecting it how to protect it um, and then we wrap up with starting to plan for our legacy. So we just call it legacy planning. Um, but throughout, from the beginning all the way to the end, there are layers of protection that are built in. So you can understand it's it's you protecting what you create, but it's also you protecting you. Like you're protecting everything about who you are, your spirit, your mind, your body um, for us to truly be or have the success that we want to we can't forget about us. We have to take care of us so that we'll be able to do the things that we're called on to do in our businesses. And I can say that at least most people that I've met, and especially those who are successful at what they're doing, they're successful because they are taking care of themselves and they understand the purpose that they have behind their brands or their business. So yeah, I'm super excited about this course.
1: Excellent, excellent, yeah, so we'll we'll have the link down in the show notes for yes. you know depending on when when the, when the episode's released, but we'll have the link down in the show notes for you to either get on the waiting list or for you to you know tap can into the course oh yeah, there yeah. it is, yeah <laughs> go 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 ahead, go ahead straight in register and you know get get this thing, get this thing moving to where you can you know understand those foundation to break those chains and then get that legacy lined up for the mm-hmm. long haul. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. so can my tongue there, for a is, second. couldn't even, so even talk. Huh? You, <laughs> I
0: like, can't got my tongue for a
1: second. I couldn't even talk. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> it happens to the best of us. It, I, I, I'm not even going to try to say the word because it gets me every single time. So I'm not oh even going nope, to say, it?
0: Gonna say
1: it every single time. I'm like, I promise I went to school. I promise right. I can read. I promise I can spell good. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs>
0: what
1: a mess. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so now 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 we're going to dive into to, to okay. this or that, right? Okay. And this is the rapid fire segment of the show where, you know, like like to have a little bit of fun, like to like let our hair down a little bit, you know, some of us more hair than others, but neither here nor there. So, Savanya, are you ready?
0: I'm ready.
1: Okay. Yeah, okay. God. Here we go. Dog or cat? Dog. Netflix or YouTube?
0: Netflix. Twitter
1: or Instagram?
0: Instagram.
1: Okay, okay. Ice cream or snow cone? Ice cream. Podcasts or audiobooks?
0: Podcasts.
1: Beaches or mountains? Beaches. And then last question, cake or pie?
0: Hmm. Mm. That's a good one. <laughs> Um, pie i'll take pie
1: okay and then where where are you from originally because i think that's a because i think pie is like typically when i think pie i don't know i think pie is like a southern more so southern ish yeah not necessarily but that's what i think that's that's exactly
0: where i grew up in the south florida
1: yeah yeah there we go (laughs) there we go yeah i think about
0: those um sweet potato pies my oh yeah. Grandmothers used to make, but my so my grandmother that passed away in 2020, she was famous for making this amazing pound cake. It's probably mm. one of the only cakes that I would eat without icing.
1: Wow. <laughs> that, that's a good cake.
0: Yes, if you it without
1: icing, that's, that's some good cake.
0: Oh my goodness, it is. No, that was uh. fun.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I li- so I like what are you worried like about me thing. from
0: answering those questions the way that I have?
1: Well, I mean, it's it's, it's not even it's not even really well. So, okay, well, what I, what I will say is a lot of times people will pick what I don't think they'll pick, or mm-hmm. just get just getting perspective, like you know, cake or pie. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, me personally, I'm a cake guy. I like cake with a lot of icing on it. Yeah, but just you know, like how you broke that pie. down, yeah. you know, now I learned that about about you and you know about your grandmother, yeah. You know the, yeah, the, the cake that she made. So you know it's it's just getting getting to hear a little bit of of stuff that I guess people don't typically talk about. True. Right? Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have told me that if we just you know walked through that's walked through the interview. <laughs> so so yeah, I, I, I always in, in enjoy that. But but now I want you just to let people know where they can find you, follow you, connect with you, uh, all that good stuff. So oh please God. at this time.
0: So yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. Um, Facebook for the law firm at S.L. DeBarros Law. Actually, you can find me on LinkedIn at that as well. Um, I'm on Twitter, but it's S.L. DeBarros underscore law. If you are interested in one of the sports brands, um, on Facebook and Instagram at what are you sporting about and at athletes making moves.
1: Boom. There we go. There we go. Good deal. Good deal. And we're going to have the information down in the show notes uh, so you all can, you know, tap into the course so you can check out check out her book as well as, you know, her social links. And I'm gonna come to you. I'm gonna come to you in just one. I'm gonna come to you. Come back to you in just one second for the final thoughts. Sivanias. I'm gonna come to you. For the final thoughts, so get your thoughts ready. I'm just gonna do this quick commercial uh, for all my speakers, my coaches, and my consultants out there who are, you know, looking to accelerate your credibility. Speakers, coaches, and consultants who are looking to, you know, be able to get in a position to where, you know, you're tired of being the free speaker and you want to get paid speaker. I just encourage you to go to sign up for the free training that we're having right now at getpaidwithpodcasting.com. Getpaidwithpodcasting.com. I'm gonna show you. Few hacks, few tricks to help you. You know, to no longer be the one that's speaking for free, and now getting paid for now getting paid your fee. So get paid with podcasting dot com. Now back to the episode and the final thought. It's on you, counselor.
0: Boom. My final thought is: don't expect other people to do something for you that you haven't done for yourself.
1: Strong. <laughs> I thought you were going to expound. I don't I mean, know. It, do, I need, do I need to
0: expound?
1: <laughs> if, if you if you want, I mean, you can leave it there and just let it just let it, let it marinate. Because I was like, oh marinate.
0: god. <laughs> but yeah, don't expect people to do something for you that you haven't done for yourself. I'll expound a little bit. Um, I think too often we have an expectation for folks to show up differently for us. But what we're putting out to everybody else, including those that we think should show up for us, we are not even doing the bare minimum to show up for ourselves in that way, to show up powerfully, to show up um, truthfully, um, to show that we are really dedicated to our craft or we're dedicated to the purpose that we've said. You know, so often, People have said, um, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, what, talk the talk, you gotta walk the walk. So put your money where your mouth is. Don't expect other people to do something for you that you're not willing to do for yourself. Because everything that we want or that we desire, it starts with us. Um, if God gave you a gift, He only gave it to you. We may have gifts that may be similar to other people, but one thing is, He gave you something that was unique. And only assigned to you. It's your obligation to step up to the plate and do what you need to do. It's not somebody else's.
1: Hmm. There, there it is. You got a two for one on that. We got a little double scoop. <laughs> got a two for one on the on the final on, on the final word. Oh man. But grateful for 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 you, Savanya. You know, you taking the time to to come on the show and really, really bless us with, you know, with with some NIL gems and sharing your story and also letting us hear. You know about the cake that you enjoy that you don't need icing on so we we thank you for <laughs> thank you for coming on blessing the show and you know for everybody listening i would encourage you uh to, to check out the links that we're going to drop down in the show notes so you can find out more you know a, about athletes making moves you can find out more uh, about Savanya, especially if you're not, especially if you're somebody who is who's you're in the position to where you're like i'm looking to start building a brand it makes sense to get the information before you just go out there and spend a lot of money. Cause I've spent a lot of money and I've made a lot of mistakes because I didn't do my research first. So I encourage you buy the book, read the book, you enjoy the book, then set up a consultation with Savannah. Like it just makes sense. She, she's put in the time, she's done the work and she's well, well studied. Okay. Well studied. Uh, And, and I I encourage you to do so. So family, uh, this is the, your podcast mentor show where we ultimately help you establish a platform so that you can profit on purpose from your podcast. So until next time, this is Jonathan Jones. Peace and God bless.